everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sex, Love, and Injectables. I am your host, Heather Finks, and I'm super excited to announce that we do have a new guest on this episode. We do also have Mary. <laughs> Love you too, boo-boo. But we have Shaylise, and she is one of the most beautiful souls that I've ever come into contact with. I met her... I feel like it's been a year, even though like it feels like yesterday, but I met her and her friend, uh, Anna, Mm -hmm. after winning a contest for social media content, which Mm -hmm. I desperately need all the time. Um, But ever since I met her, I immediately attached like we are soul sisters. Mm -hmm. And so I invited her to come on so we can talk about some super awesome stuff. So before we dive in, Shaylee's, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Yeah, I moved to Texas three years ago and I just moved on a whim because I knew I needed to. Welcome to God's country. Honestly, though, really. Um, So I moved here, started my business and met Heather two years into it. Super thankful because she's changed my life with Botox. I did not. (laughs) It's everything. It is. I thought I was going to age gracefully, naturally. No. And you can do that. You can still age gracefully with with toxin. And I say toxin, but neuromodulators like Botox and Dysport and filler. True. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you've changed my life with that. And I'm so happy I met you and me too. Where where were you from? I'm from Northern California. Oh, small town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what you do for like, what is your business? So I help people brand themselves on social media. I get everything together. Just it's confusing a lot of the time to brand yourself. They don't know where they're going. So I help a lot of small businesses get their brand. I love like I got goosebumps because I love that about it. Like you're so genuine and authentic and caring and actually want to help. And it's not just about the profit you turn, but more about building other people up versus tearing people down. And we need so many more of you. So I'm so, so thankful to meet you. And like I was saying before, I just immediately attached myself because I feel like in general, and Mary can attest to this, we attract people that are very similar to us. Totally. And, you know, we talked about, you know, me and Mary empaths and we're very in tune with people's emotions. We've had Mm -hmm. very similar dating situations that have occurred. Um, We've had very similar uh, dates or attempts at dates. We'll talk about that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I I just feel like, you know, you're magnets for people that are very similar to you. And so Mm -hmm. you fit very well into super creative. It's always fun to hear your story, like Heather tell your stories because they, she'll be like, Oh, I mentioned this and she came up with this great idea and it's completely different, but it's so creative and just out of the box. You do incredible work. She really does. Yeah. And I mean, now you're working with a bunch of people that I know as well, Liz, and I can't even name off everybody because there's so many now. So congratulations on that because you are super successful at how old are you? How young are you? 29. At 29. That's incredible. And you, didn't you live in Dallas at one point and then you moved, made the move to Fort Worth? Yeah. How is that going? Cause I I know that that's like a leap of faith and you didn't have a, you just, y'all came to Fort Worth. Well, my best friend went to TCU. And so she was the one that was like, I want you to move to Fort Worth. And I was like, no, I want to be in Dallas. Dallas is where I want to be. But then I just had a, a draw to Fort Worth. It's 
small town city. Yeah, it is. It's comfortable, but you still have the city. So it's amazing. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, so we're doing this dating series and it's a mix of Heather roast versus dating disasters. (laughs) And sometimes we combine them because I have a lot myself. Um, but we're, we're in very similar situations. You're single. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm single. I'm coming out of, out of a failed marriage. I was in one for, you know, seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. And so navigating that dating pool has been very tricky. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know your, your outlook on dating is probably one that I need to adopt more to because I don't really have a dating approach. And I feel like based on what you've posted and based on what we've talked about, that yours is a little bit different. And so I want to talk about that, but before we talk about that. I want to mention the funniest story that I've had with Shaylee's was at work. Uh, we were doing injections and I'm talking to her about this guy in Dallas who we <laughs> this were, this is t- where empath, like, empath, like, yeah, we, we just, in. we're aligned. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about this guy that I'm talking to in Dallas and I'm like, I don't know. He seems kind of Dallasy. And for my Dallas listeners, I apologize when I say that it just, for me, it, it just feels like there's a lot of, and there's the same thing in Fort Worth, but there's a lot of guys that are just this like level of bougie yes. that I I'm so laid back. Like I can wear some snake boots. I can go hiking, but I can also be bougie too. But if you try to impress me with some bougie ways, like I'm unimpressed. Yes. And so yeah, I'm those are about, everywhere though. They are everywhere. They're, You're right. I feel they are, but Dallas attracts There's them. Like There's like a special breed. Special, it's like, that's yeah. where they were born. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I'm talking <laughs> or migrated about, too. yeah, they migrated there. So I'm talking about this guy who's texting me and I'm like, he's from Dallas and da, da, da. And she goes, <laughs> We'll name him Brian. I'm like, she goes, is it Brian? And I look and I'm like, yeah. And so I show, I show her the picture and sure enough, it's the same guy. So he's made the rounds and he's tried hitting on Shaylee's and hitting on me. And one of the differences that Mary complains about me, about me is that I am very, I do the most. And so (laughs) even though guys are giving off these, you know, signs that maybe they're not the right one for me, I'm still in the pursuit I'm no like, way. well, maybe we're like shocker. <laughs> so, you know, whereas Shaylee's is like, no, I'm like, well, you know, like that's, that's that. So anyway, going back to the dating situation. So what, what approach do you take to dating right now? Are you dating right now? Let's just start there. Okay. Yeah. Let's just start. Cause that's a lot. Let's that's dive a, right let's in. Dive like right most in. Loaded. Let's, let, oh, let's just talk about this. But meanwhile, let's take a deep dive yeah. off the high dive. <laughs> that was the most loaded question. Into the deep end. But yeah, give me hey, a little bit about it. your philosophy. Cause I, I know there's a lot of different things. There's a lot of substance to it too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll give you the floor. Yeah. So with dating, it's, it's been an evolution for me as well, because when I was 21, I like, we'll just dive right in. I was in an abusive relationship and then fast forward, I moved to Texas a few, five years later. And I knew that I needed to heal. I didn't have God in my life at the time, but I just felt like I needed to heal. So I would listen to so many podcasts, read so many books, and I knew I needed to get out of my situation I was in with the friends I had with the guys I was dating there. I just knew it wasn't healthy. And even my own family, I I love my family and I love my friends back home, but 
I knew that we were all creating toxic patterns together and I knew I needed to leave that. Right. So coming to Texas, I, I was still in that same toxic pattern. I was dating the same type of type of guys, um, getting myself wrapped up in all these narcissists really. Yeah. Oh, that, which if you're an empath, that is, what you attract say, like you, that's it. We but attract you, them. We they really come out do. of the woodwork. Yeah. Yeah. But they like, because they want, so, and, and to interject just for a second, cause I've been in a relationship with a narcissist before and I went to counseling for it. And the counselor was even like, you know, before we go further, a lot of people overuse the term narcissist. Mm-hmm. And I, when I, I stopped her, I go, okay, I understand that. I, I see it all the time right now. Like it shows because up in my Facebook, B- like <laughs> suggested things. But when you look at the definition of narcissism, the person that I was with met every single thing. They want to control your emotions. They don't like to be put down. They are apathetic. And Mm -hmm. so they attract the empaths because not only are we easy targets to control emotions, Mm -hmm. but they genuinely don't know why they cannot be empathetic. And Mm -hmm. so they're curious. And like the last relationship that I was in where the person was a narcissist, they would mention, they would come to me and be like, I just, I don't understand why I'm not empathetic. And the counselor was like, well, the fact that he's even asking that makes me think that he's not. And I'm like, but if you have somebody in that relationship that constantly is reminding you that you're not, that is some, that's a situation where they're going to question why. So yeah, it's, you know, narcissist. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of them out there. So mm-hmm. it was that. And you don't say it like people that like us that have all dealt and studied and worked really hard at understanding what we're attracting mm-hmm. and why we're attracting mm-hmm. those kind of people. We've studied the clinical definition. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about narcissists like, oh, they love themselves. They care about yeah, We're talking about these Nar- like true a, behavioral yeah. diagnosis, like pure psychological issues. Yeah. 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 And I mean, there are, there's, there's a lot of them out there. And I, I think that you guys are both hitting it, you know, the nail on the head that empaths do attract that. And we have to be very aware so that we can attract the right person that does have empathy because empaths will give every single bit of their emotion to that narcissist and they'll take it and not give anything back. And we're left with nothing. And even when we have nothing, they're still like, I'm going to say something that's going to trigger you. And I don't care about your feelings. I just mm-hmm. want to know that I affected you mm-hmm. so that I'm in control they because control. I am the most powerful person in this relationship. Totally. That's what they need. So, yeah. so how did you break the cycle? Like, how did you go from you're doing that in Dallas? Mm-hmm. How did you, what changed? So I ended up dating someone who definitely would define as a narcissist. And what changed is to, you know, this is my story is I actually started going to church with him. And so it was really crazy because I, every time we would go, I would just cry. And he would even be like, why, why are you crying? Why do you cry so much every time? And I was like, I don't know. Like, but really now I just know that my heart was being changed. Right. And so long story short, after we broke up, I continued to grow my relationship with God and really started loving myself like I never had before. Like 
for instance, when I lived in California, I was really into the law of attraction and I still think Mm -hmm. the law of attraction is a thing. Don't get me wrong, but I thought that I was my, my own God. And I think I was trying to control. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to control my life in the sense that like, I thought I could fix myself and then I, I realized I can't. Right. So it's like trying to push sand uphill. Totally. You, your, your intentions are right, mm-hmm. but you are trying to force and manipulate your life into a certain rhythm. But in real life, if you just let go yeah. I mean, and start act, like putting that's, trust yeah. into what, into God, then, then that, that's a whole nother level. Yeah. Well, that whole <laughs> let go, let God situation, like my intentions pure, mm-hmm. I want to, Mm-hmm. But how hard is it to just surrender everything and just have that trust? It's the hardest thing, especially when you grow up in a traumatic family that didn't have you. Well, so this is the magic part for me anyway. And I think this might be for a lot of empaths is that I didn't realize I didn't have discipline in my life. And I also didn't understand boundaries. Like I didn't understand my own boundaries and I didn't understand other people's boundaries. So that's what the past few years have been is me understanding like what are boundaries truly like what, what does self-respect truly look like? And I never had that until these past couple of years. So yeah, I haven't dated anyone in two years. I haven't had sex in two years. And See, I wanted to talk about wait, that. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like every time you talk, I get chill bumps because I'm like, know, oh, I'm like, it's so I good. Because like, you're right. I literally have. <laughs> it's so important for wait, us to wait, heal. wait, 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 hold on. Rewind. So you haven't dated, mm-hmm. you haven't had sex. Like why? How what? do you bat them off? And then, yeah, reasoning. What are you doing? Well, because Trip- for, for me personally, Okay. So a great resource is Devon Franklin and his wife, Megan Good. Megan Good, you've probably seen her. She's a famous actress. She's beautiful. And I love that she's still sexy and like, but you know, loves Jesus. Like Mm -hmm. she, she's such a great example, but they wrote a book called The Wait. And it talks about waiting to have sex until marriage and not because it's like, religious. And I mean, of course there's that piece of it too, but really you're just having respect not only for yourself, but, Oh, sorry. I've been talking. Um, but you figure out that you have the discipline and when you have that discipline, it's like how you're dating before you get married. Can you have discipline in your marriage? Right. So if you don't have discipline Mm -hmm. before you get married, how are you going to trust each other? That makes sense. So So my, so my, follow-up question to that is because we were talking about in the last episode, I'm not meant to be a casual hookup. Like Mm -hmm. my, my heart is just, I get so invested, soul ties, like, you know, it's just, it's something that I know that I can't handle. So I don't Mm -hmm. even think about it unless I know that I'm going to be in a committed relationship Mm -hmm. because my, my heart is just like all over the place. And then mm-hmm. I end up stage 10 <laughs> clinger yeah. trying to force something to work mm-hmm. when it's not supposed to. Yeah. So how, like how, when do you know that you're ready for dating and how is being, you know, somebody that's waiting for sex, how does that affect your, you know, dating potentials? Cause I know that that's gotta be mm-hmm. a factor into oh, somebody. It's amazing because it narrows them out so fast. That but, is like, a good I mean, point. But, but you said you haven't been dating. So are you well, dating? Like, what a, does that look like? I just being an empath, you can, and then when you have more and more self-respect, you can 
you can sift through them even faster. Right. So it's like before I would, you wouldn't, you would not get a text message saying good morning, sugar. I, like <laughs> if that happened to me right now, I would be, it wouldn't happen to me. Right. right. Now. Like it's just not going to, because I'm not going to attract that right oh now. And gosh. I know that deep Ooh, down. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I know no, that's so true. <laughs> like, it's like, like, because I still entertained that person. And so they, that gives them permission to keep mm-hmm. speaking to me like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Next. <laughs> this, is, this is my favorite word for you, Heather. Next. Yeah. Thank you, next. Yeah. I need to adopt because we were talking about this but, before the show. It's so hard. To, like, why do girls continue to pursue relationships when they know that it's not the right person? It, and I, is it fear of being alone? Because I know I have that. Well, yes. it's fear of being alone, but I think more so it's fear of not wanting to get to know yourself. Um, oh damn, Heather! <laughs> and me. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. I just. I like. I've experienced it, yeah. so that's why I feel like I can speak to it. Is right. because for so many years I was looking for someone else to fulfill me and looking for someone else to fill voids. Fill voids. Yeah. And it's like I feel like you are freshly out of something that you're still recovering from. Oh, I'm still so but, mad. Okay. Yeah. So this is like, this is opposite counter thought on that is why can't you do both at the same time? What do you mean? Like why can't you and- heal mm. once something's over? Like who's to say when you're actually healed from something? Because the people that I've loved in my life, like I still care about them and I still love them. I still, I wouldn't say that any of the the relationships that I've mourned and gotten through, I don't still have like, I, I'm not, Some I, I don't think I'll ever completely yeah. heal from them. I don't think we ever do. Okay. No, yeah. but I also learned how to love myself in the middle of that. But I can, I think that you, I think that you can do both at the same time. Is that something that you, I think it's kind of what Mary, I do think you it, have to separate, like, do you find them very separate? Well, and I think that's a, a personal thing too, you yeah, know, like um, maybe you feel ready. Cause I, little partial interjection. I'm like, maybe if you're like Heather and you know that you're still really upset to the point where like, cause I think it's normal, like holidays, me and you will talk about this. Yeah. Those are still hard. Significant days are hard, but if you're like crying on a couple of random days during the week, maybe <laughs> you still have some healing to do. Cause you're not able to invest as much energy into dating as you should. Yeah. If you're spending so much energy resenting that person still. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doctor filling myself. No, I, I agree with that. <laughs> I totally agree with that. But yeah, it was okay. like Harry said, you've got to well, like, you got to let go. You've got to, you've got to know that that person wasn't trying to affect you in the way that you yeah. were affected. And then you can get over the resentment. Totally. You have to not be able to, you have to not be resent. And maybe that's the, that's the secret is once you're not resentful of that other person, maybe then, well, for me, it's, it's not that I'm even resentful of any of my exes anymore. It just got to the point where I was like, I need to heal fully. So I need to dig into my childhood. I need to dig into why I even attract these guys in the first place. And so that's where I'm at. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. It's just for me personally, I knew I needed to break the cycle and Mm -hmm. it's, it's been in my family for years and generations. It's like happened to my mom and my grandma and who knows, you know? So like, what do you mean it's happened? Like, what? like, like 
they've all been in abusive relationships. They, right. you know, it's, it's what I've learned from as a child. And I realize that I have to stop that. And mm-hmm. I know that's not going to just happen overnight. So if I am bringing someone mm-hmm. else's energy into my life, like I can't heal that. So it has really nothing to do with my exes anymore. It's all about you. Yeah. It's all about me. So I how do you, he- I can too. I'm like asking all the Yeah. Questions. I'm like, what are your methods <laughs> for healing? Cause I just want to shout out to my counselor Courtney, <laughs> because you know, yeah. The, and you invited me to a church event. It mm-hmm. was, uh, something uh, girl, that girl, that girl. Yeah. And it was amazing. Cause it talked about, you know, empowering women, but mm-hmm. the pastor and his wife were there and, mm-hmm. you know, she did, she talked about how you, if you're investing time in healing yourself and you are taking that time to work on your relationship with God, mm-hmm. you're more likely going to find that man of God yeah. instead of on Bumble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's where I was before. And I just had to take a step back and be like, that's not working. Like this, something is not working. Something's got to give. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it just depends on where, where you are and what you feel like is right for you, you know? And I just felt that I needed to cut it all for a while to, to really attract what I want. So what do you say when you're, you know, out, out with friends mm-hmm. and you have a gentleman that approaches you, are you completely cut off to dating? Mm-hmm. Or are you available? Hmm. What, like, what, what are you first looking for before you make that answer? So I also, I'm not drinking for a year. Wow. Yeah. So, well, and I really haven't been drinking for almost two years, but I mean, I just, I was a party girl. Like I went out all the time. I lived in Vegas at one point, like I had a pretty, I wouldn't say super, but like wild past. Like I was out every weekend and I just realized like, I'm not going to meet the love of my life in a, in a bar, not saying it can't happen, not saying it can't happen, but I just, for me, I don't want that. It's not likely to happen. Yeah. Which it, it does happen. And people can meet people on Bumble. I'm not saying to not do any of these. If it doesn't call, if it's calling to you, like that's, but, um, Yeah. So I just lived that life. And now it's really interesting if I have someone approach me or even like slide in my DMS or something, I just have that discernment and I, I don't feel maybe there might be a time where I want to start dating a lot, but right now I just, I really trust myself when you knowing when you get the people, like when you get the guys that, that slide into the DM, I struggle mm-hmm. with this and Mary knows because I, mm-hmm. I, I operate out of fear, mm-hmm. but I'm also way too nice. And I extend myself to everybody and I want every, yes. I feel like every person is a good person. Yeah. And so I always That's trust. We all three of us have to struggle with that same uh, thing. Well, we I always want to find the good in someone. I, yeah. And I trust people way too easily. And then mm-hmm. even when they hurt me, I'm like, it's fine. They, it was a mistake. Like they're still a good person. Mm-hmm. So, but the reason why I ask that is because like, I'll have somebody that will be in my DMS and they'll be innocent, but I know they're yeah. not my type. Why do I feel the innate need to have to respond to everybody? Like, do you respond to those DMS or do you just Heck, ghost no, them? no, See, it's no, just you me. don't No, No, yes. it's okay yeah, though. It's I mean, me. I think but that's also what's built your success. And that's why you are the way you are. Cause you genuinely do care and you are uber responsive. But what Shaylee said and what I respect is the word boundaries and you being Mm -hmm. 29. I was talking to a friend about this last week. I think when we're in our twenties, 
we do operate out of a fear of failure. We operate out Mm -hmm. of a fear of being alone. We operate out of insecurity. And then hopefully not for everybody, but hopefully in our thirties and sometimes before we have this magical moment happen where we learn boundaries. And once we have those boundaries, it's so incredible. And I think part of having those boundaries are learning who to invest time and energy into Mm -hmm. and who not to. Oh, that's, I mean, that's huge. You know, have you guys, there's a book called boundaries. Yeah. I told you I need that book. Yeah. It's really, (laughs) I need to read that book. It's good because (laughs) follow it and I need to follow it. Well, what it taught me is yeah, people, I was letting people cross my boundaries, but I didn't realize I wasn't respecting people's boundaries as well. Like it's just been a lot of self-reflection of like, okay, well I can call my ex a narcissist, but where do I need to take ownership Mm -hmm. to? So it's been a lot of that where it's so much self-reflection reflection that it can get tiring and then you don't have time to date because you have you're like (laughs) self-reflecting so (laughs) much and it it stems from childhood it really does like you can break it down to childhood every time right so it's like until you heal that little you you're gonna keep attracting so what will heal look like for you so for me it's God. And like, I pray a lot, meditate a lot, um, reading books, listening to podcasts, but just having the discernment on what the healthy ones are surrounding yourself in community has been huge for me. I have a woman in Dallas who she's just a boss. Like if Mm -hmm. I could just describe her, she's, she's in her like sixties, but she just, I respect her. Like she raised an amazing family, has an amazing husband. She's beautiful. Like she just, so she's really helped me. I just think finding people that I always want to mentor. Like I always want to mentor that I really, I respect her in all areas. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to find. I think for everyone. Yeah. I think that's super important. Mm -hmm. So one book that I actually did read, sorry, and a follow up. I feel like it works in a circle too. So I have people I'm feeding into as well. So I have not only her name's Christine, she's amazing, but I have people pouring into me, but I have two little sisters that I'm like, I have to walk the walk because I feel like we live in a culture that's like, do as I say, not as I do. Oh, I've said that to my kids. And it's, (laughs) yeah. And, and I don't, yeah, I think of my future kids or I think of my sisters and I'm like, I cannot Cause I see them doing things that I was doing. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're doing this and justifying it because I did. Right. But now that I've changed my attitude, I've watched my best friend change her life. I've watched my sisters change their life. And it's the most rewarding thing to not only get poured into, but then to actually be that inspiration for them. Like that's the most rewarding and fun part that keeps me like excited to keep yeah. working on myself. Well, so. touching on the mentors that you've, you know, attracted, I'm going to go ahead and say that because I mm-hmm. do think that you do attract mentors and totally. mentees. So the book that I actually did read, because sometimes I read, is called Relational Intelligence and it is written by, I think, a pastor mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, maybe. Okay. Um, but it talks about how to look at all the people in your life mm-hmm. and how to categorize them into different buckets. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, because I'm an open book and I've mm-hmm. always prided myself on being so, but I think I was such an open book because I was looking for words of affirmation from people that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so you figure out like who's in your inner circle that you can trust with 
with those secrets because those are the people that actually care and can give you those hard words of advice, like what Mary does with my dating. (laughs) Yeah. But they can give you those hard words of advice because they know that it's out of love and not just out of, you know, just because I just want to hear your gossip. Yeah. And then you have that next bucket of the acquaintance people that, you know, don't really trust them with everything. They don't need to hear it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next one where it's just like the people that ask about your life, but they just want to hear it for gossip reasons or they'll tell mm-hmm. you, yeah, you know, you're fine. Like mm-hmm. they're going to tell you to keep doing something, not that they care, but just because it's entertainment for it's them. entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, and it said something, you know, really profound that I appreciated where, you know, yes, Jesus loved everybody, but he also separated some people from other people. So you don't have to be friends with every single person and pour yourself out and you attract the people that you do bring into your life. So I think it's important, kind of like what you said, is that to have those people, the mentors, and then bringing it back to the mentees and Mm -hmm. just having that ability to talk about things in a trusting and safe environment. Because yeah, then you start, if you're living that life like you did before and like I still do sometimes, I still go out and drink way too much. Um, you attract those people. Mm-hmm. It's, I never do that. I never. <laughs> oh yeah. You're an angel. You're an angel. But no, it makes sense. Like this is, this is a really good, I think that this is going to benefit a lot of women out there because we do like we, we try to attract whatever we can. And then we try to pursue something that was never meant to be pursued. Totally. So, okay. So I've got a question. So mm-hmm. what are <laughs> therapists, please, please counsel me. Tell me more. <laughs> what, what about situations that you've found yourself in where you've set, like, what are some of the boundaries that you now have? Cause I think that mm-hmm. for me, for Heather, for a lot of people, and a lot of the listeners out there, they, I mean, this all is all resonating because it's resonating with me. John, don't talk crap. This is the most shut up, <laughs> quiet I've ever been because that, it does cause you to start thinking about your own actions and how you can relate and how you can make an impact on mm-hmm. me and, and what, how it, how it could impact my life. But what are some of those boundaries and what does that actually look like? Um, like real life. What, what are some of those things like that this, yeah. you mm-hmm. used to put up with, but now it's like a red flag, like no way I'm not going to tolerate this. And how do you respond to make sure that someone knows what those boundaries yeah. are? Yeah. I need to know this as well. Yeah. So, okay. So Oprah talks about this a lot and she talks about, you know, your intuition and how a lot of the times we know some you know, we <laughs> don't look at me like that, Mary. No, <laughs> I'm like, you know why I'm looking at you like yeah, that. No. You know, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. No, I mean, it's like and, the twin, con- the twin oh language. Yeah. No, like what? It's about me. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. No, what, um, what she talks about is those whispers that you hear and to actually trust them. And I best scenario I have is with my ex. I knew on our first date that it, I knew he was a cheater. I knew, I knew he was a narcissist. Like a player. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. But at that time, I didn't have the self-confidence to trust myself and, and remove myself from the situation. So now I know I could be put into that. I I don't even think I would attract him now. And I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I'm not saying I'm like healed and like, 
You're all not of somebody that. that he can control anymore. Yeah, he could. He wouldn't even be attracted to me anymore. Yeah, is the thing. I know I would scare him away immediately, yeah. and like that's such a powerful feeling to have. I think so. What were some of the What were some of those things though that you like on that first date that you went mm -hmm. on with him? What were some of those? I mean, I, I get the like I get the feeling. Yeah, it's like, like those, those butterflies in your. Like you just, you just know. Yeah, you're trying, and here. then you try really hard because you're an empath. So yeah. you're trying hard to connect and yeah. you try so hard to well, they're see the, things the good. That I, and then they, you know that they possess good qualities. Totally. That yes. might the not be that, good for you. They're yes. typically the things that I feel that I'm like, shut up. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. 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 Um, so how do you, how do you get people to know those boundaries? How do you um, communicate those boundaries now? Like say if I came across him again or like someone like him if, or if somebody, if somebody was to, like, so say for instance, you go on two or three dates, uh -huh. like you, this is someone that it has, has potential with you Yeah, that you're thinking, oh, maybe they are on the same, like we're lining up on a couple things, mm -hmm. but you go get on that third or so date and they mm -hmm. cross a boundary that you're not, that, that that you don't, that's one of your boundaries. Yeah. They cross something that's one of your boundaries. You, you tell, you, like you st you have to feel safe and secure enough in yourself to state those boundaries. So actually telling him like me before, for instance, like give an example of, yeah. So say, okay. A texting situation or something. Yeah, no, we can use me yeah, because yeah. I come like, let's say the guy yeah. texts you saying that you should sit on his yes. face one day. Yeah. Yeah. So before I would probably play along with that because I would, <laughs> I'd be like kind of shocked. And then, I mean, we're human. You, you kind of want to play along with it. Like there's a lot of weird feelings that come along with that. But now I would just state it like, Hey, I'm that's, I'm not about this. This is not, I don't think we are the right people to yeah. date because this is not what I'm about. So you wouldn't even get, cause what, what I did was ba basically I called him out saying, I'm not that type of person. Yeah. Like I'm not a prude. I'm not but opposed to talking to like that. If we're in a relationship that included that type of intimacy, mm -hmm. but I like to ease into it. And then he apologized for like two days. You would say that's we're enough. Done. To, like we're done. Yeah. But yet I was like, because I mean, like my standards are extremely high now, just because I know the type of person I'm looking for. And he needs to be the type of person that wants to better himself so much too, that if he's talking to me like that, I already know he's not, he's not even on my level. Yep. Yeah. So. I feel it. Oh, but damn. everyone's guilty of it. And I, I'm guilty of it. <laughs> yes. It just definitely. Guilty. Yeah. It just. John is. John, are you guilty? No, I'm teasing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a joke. You were just been looking at so me. so quiet, allowing everyone got to have their time <laughs> over there talking shit. <laughs> well, um, no, I, it's, it's really eye-opening because I do. I think that as much as I like to joke around about it and make fun of myself, there is one of the biggest reasons why I started this podcast was because not only do I want people to have that relatability with, with what I've what I've been through, mm -hmm. but to also, you know, have examples like Shaylise who has come up with some really good solutions for how to navigate the same things that I, cause it's going to be helpful to me. Like I can definitely take these things that you're saying and use them I will use that. Like, I just need to convince, but it's, you're right. You have to grow 
as a person and be confident enough mm-hmm. to say, there's no. going to be another better person yes. that comes along. This Always. isn't it for me. Yeah. Like stop trying to get well, the relationship. And to give you guys like some hope with it too. It's like the guys I do attract now, it's like I create friendships with them and they're amazing. Right. You know? And I feel like it's, it's crazy. I thought I hit the jackpot with my ex. He was tall, handsome, you know, had, had a good job, all the things, but he was a piece of, (laughs) you know? And so now the guys I've been talking, like just creating friendships with it, they're incredible. They're like really achieving some big things and actually are good moral humans. Do you see yourself converting one of those friendships into a relationship? Potentially. I mean, yeah, potentially. So, but I do, I think that's a really important part of it is just becoming someone's friend first, because when you are someone's friend, you will see the, their natural. Yeah. You'll see their natural self and you won't have sex to your brain goes crazy after you have sex. I mean, you, you just cannot control your brain after you've had sex. And unless you think like a marriage, marriage. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> no catching pills. Yeah. My ovaries start to get really angry. Like, you know, I start thinking about future. Like mm-hmm. I think about American object to this. Cause my, I don't know. I just, I, I've done, I'm not a saint. I'm guilty of doing this, mm-hmm. but I just can't handle that casual like hookup mm-hmm. where the next day we're just like, okay. I mean, even if five. you're not looking at it from a spiritual level, if you're looking at it from a scientific level, like your brain is going, is wired when you connect with someone to, and I know a lot mm-hmm. of women, but I, I, do I don't feel, have, I, I'm different than that. Like, I don't, I don't feel, I feel like that I think that there's a chemistry aspect and I, I, I can, I can understand how most people, but I don't, that's not a, that's not a emotion. I don't have that emotional attachment to intimacy. Like I should probably, which is all a hoist of issues. Well, I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Is, um, do you like, do you mind if I ask why? No, I mean, I, I'm not going to be intimate with someone that I don't have. I've not vetted and had like uh, that. I'm not confident in that. They're a good person in mm-hmm. a, like, I'm not, I'm not never going to just walk in haphazardly to a situation. I can cut people off and be like, eh, next very, very quickly Yeah, because I have a very, a very strong, like qualifier mm-hmm. kind of. You're also very confident where I'm, I like, I I know, I know what I want. I know what I stand for. I don't, I don't have any issues with worrying about me being, if I'm intimate with someone, they're a good person. They're good. It's, it's not a, it's not someone that I would have to worry about me being confident afterwards because it's, it's, uh, I've already vet them. Yeah. yeah. No, it does. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm cause I'm the opposite. I'm like, I you love everybody up front and then they have to break your trust. Whereas with right. me, I have gone through such significant and I've done so much self reflection. I'm not going to let anybody into me being open enough to share any part of my life with them unless I have a a moral connection and then an emotional connection and then physical connection. But physical connection is not, 
it's not as like, I don't, it's not as big of a game changer in a relationship for me. It's not, I care more about how your, how our emotional connection is. Do you value me? Do you value where I'm trying to get to, uh, what place I'm trying to get to in my life? The things that are important to me, are they important to you? That's way more bonding and binding with, with, cause I don't, and I don't like let very many po- po- people in emotionally. Yeah. That's why I have very few, like I have tons of acquaintances, but I have a very small subset of people that are the close circle. to me that actually know who I am and, and, and my innermost thoughts and feelings. So I feel like that, that uh, we're similar in that I'm not as, I think that the intimacy. Yeah. (laughs) Discipline. But it's just like, I've never, I've never been in a situation and, or maybe whenever I was younger, but in the last few years, I've never been in a situation where I was, uh, intimate with someone that, and, and maybe it was early on, but I had a connection, emotional and moral connection with the person. So I never have had regrets for like, just hooking up with someone that was an awful human being. Right. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? No, it does. Well, I think, so I think the good takeaway points from this, and I appreciate you being so open because like it, it's a lot of things that you said, some of those things are hard topics so, to talk about yeah. without, and it's not without a hearing judgment. Norm. It's not, so it's which like, is exactly why you're a perfect fit here. But it's so inspiring too. It is. Yeah. It's so, it, it makes, it may, it's a pause and a reset for, I know me to reflect and think about the areas that I could do better. Exactly. And I need to concentrate on and focusing to get yeah. to so I think, no, my, I think, I, love it. I, mean, I think, goal, I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I think some good takeaway points for me and Mary and everybody listening is that, you know, we should be a little more in line and dive in more deeply to whatever re- religion that you're associated mm-hmm. with or spirituality that you have, you know, get in line with that. And then the biggest takeaway that I've had, cause I've, had this come to Jesus talk with myself several times is to take that time to heal or at least try to heal to where you're not resentful as much. Did we, we do our recording this, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to try to do this to not be so, you know, I need to focus on my healing. I think, you know, for me, I still want to date while I'm doing this because I, you know, I'm a year and a half out from my divorce. I'm a lot less angry. I'm not as emotionally hurt, but we've talked about this before when you're in that long of a abusive relationship. And I don't care if it's emotional, physical, verbal, whatever it is, it's still abusive. And I'm not taking, you know, I'm not making that other person the 100% responsible one. I've had a lot of issues in that relationship as well. But when you're coming out of that, you're coming out a broken person. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to take that time to take a step back, you know, find God, you know, if if you're Christian, find God and make that relationship stronger, Mm -hmm. then take the time to heal and make yourself stronger and best time, more time on healing yourself with different podcasts and reading books and not so much on social media and just going down that line. And then you'll attract that person that's going to be attracted to your independence, to your, you know, 
not just your physical beauty, but your emotional beauty, your beautiful soul. So Mm -hmm. I think that everything that you said is just super in line with what I need to do. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. what a lot of people would do. So, um, I think, you know, just to wrap this up, what, um, just, and you can talk about business and your outlook on that, but what do you see for yourself, whether it's relationship wise or professionally wise in the future? I, I really do. I feel confident in, I am going to find an amazing husband. Like I really feel that because I know I'm amazing. And that's something I really didn't know before. Like, Mm -hmm. I just really didn't know that. Um, and I think that that is the single handed most important thing that women need to hear is if you, you have to find, it doesn't matter if the Prince charming, the most perfect man out there is standing right in front of you. If you don't like yourself, you don't love yourself and Mm -hmm. don't have that confidence, then it doesn't matter who's in front of you. Mm-hmm. You're still not going to be at a place where you can 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 be worthy yourself of totally of of being the best version you can to go long term with that person. Yeah. Confidence. Yeah. Confidence, Confidence is key. But I mean like I think that's something that's talked about a lot. It's like, have confidence, have confidence, but we, yeah. How do you get that? And for me, what I've realized is you, for me, it's just through God. I Mm -hmm. really have discovered my, my confidence. Um, but where do, so amazing husband career is taking a little shift. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which I'll still, I'm still helping people with branding and doing all that. I love doing that, but and you're really good at it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll continue to do that. But podcast is in the future. Yay. Events are in the future because I do, I know women need this resource. And, Absolutely. and men do too. I mean, men need it too, but definitely women need to understand how to love themselves. Yes. And I think it's thrown at us a lot. Like, love yourself, love yourself, love yourself. But really how, like, what do you do? What does that look like? Well, that's super exciting. And I definitely want to have you back once you get that podcast more in the works so that we can talk about it and get people on there. Uh, what is your Instagram handle so people can find you? It's Shalice Christine. So S-H-A-L-I-S-E, Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. Beautiful. Well, thank you again so much for coming on the show, Mary, as always. It's a pleasure (laughs) being roasted. (laughs) But no, I think this was a really good one. Uh, I mean, you don't realize how many women are lost and how just Mm -hmm. a simple word or simple piece of advice can really impact women. This is is awesome. Everyone needs to find Devon Franklin. Like he will help you with relationships. I'm going to find him yeah, too. Like right now. Yeah. Like <laughs> my way what, listen to some podcasts. Him and his wife wrote a book like, and they're it. just an amazing couple. So, I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys again. Uh, guys, I'm so thankful. If you're still listening, I appreciate it super, super, super much. If you will, please go on iTunes and subscribe, leave a review. It's very, very helpful. I look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Hope you enjoyed the show.